Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Match with Livy. Clearly I am fucking Livy. Hello ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day or whenever the fuck you're listening to this. So let's just, you already know, let's just get straight into my week intro, okay? Mercury retrograde has made my OCD horrible. Not sure if it's mercury retrograde or the excessive drinking I did on Friday, but my OCD has never been worse. Usually it's really bad at this time of year, but like, I don't know what it is. Also, I've been feeling the effects of Mercury. Merc, motherfucker. If I cannot speak this episode, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Anyways, I've actually really been feeling the effects of Mercury retrograde. For some reason, I just want to text all of my ex flingy flings and be like, I love you. I love you. And then just not answer and not respond and just completely ignore them. Or like throw something else at them. Maybe just be like, I want to suck your dick right now. Come over and then never respond to them ever again. I don't know. I'm just feeling a little bit crazy. I don't know what that is. You know, a lot of people say Mercury retrograde makes you want to text your exes. And I don't want to text them because I miss them. I want to text them because I want to fuck with them and I'm bored. So maybe I need to pick up a hobby. I tried reading. Let's I'm going to try knitting. Who fucking knows? I'm definitely not trying knitting. Like literally stab me with the thing that you knit with before I even try knitting. Just because like it's just not for me. Okay. Some things are just not for me. But yeah, it's made my OCD and anxiety just really bad. Like I said, not sure if it's mercury retrograde or the excessive drinking I did Friday. I know. I don't know why I do this to myself. I know after I drink the following week, I'm going to be a miserable little bitch. I'm going to be completely miserable. I'm going to be a little bit of an asshole. And I'm just going to be an OCD anxiety mess. But like I still need nights out where I'm drinking because I want to feel like a normal 22 year old. And I just sometimes literally don't. So it's a really horrible battle. And if you guys are like, Livy, why don't you just like go out and not drink? Well, what like no literally no literally no babe also i cannot stop doing this british accent i don't even know if it's british i don't know what the fuck it is but like i genuinely cannot stop doing it and i was driving with my sister and we were getting groceries yesterday and i'm like cheers babe come on babe get in the fucking car babe i'm gonna drive off without you play the music or shut the fuck up babe like that is exactly how our interactions went and then we'd be at the cash register together and I'd be like babe I really 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 want you to make me dinner tonight and the what are they called what the absolute fuck are they called clerk no I'm actually blanking what is it called the person that does the cashier oh my god I am mentally slow today anyways the cashier would just like look at us and she'd be like stop talking to me in that accent and I'd be like babe what are you being so rude for I don't know what's up with the accent I always just have to say babe with it too but with my nights out I like to drink my liquid IV if you would also like to drink liquid IV before you have a night out and if you're like Livy what is liquid IV liquid IV is 
liquid IV. Honestly, no. It's a little powder you put in your water, and it gives you four times the hydration of a normal glass of water. So you're like, why do you drink it before you go out? So I don't get a massive raging hangover, okay? I get the worst hangovers in the entire world. So... I like to drink liquid IV before I go out. I think I drink too much liquid IV because when I get drunk, I get a little bit liquid IV happy. But here's the reason I'm telling you about liquid IV is because you can use my code SHEISLIVY for, I believe, 20% off of your liquid IV order, okay? Go get yourself some liquid IV. Let's get into this week's episode. So why am I making this episode? The reason I wanted to make this episode is because it's been almost a year since the last eating disorder episode. I like like the last eating disorder episode. Um, and I just want to share an update with you guys and things I've learned or noticed and things that have helped me get through the eating disorder. I mean, just like the recovery of it all. Like that was kind of brutal. So... I just want to get into what I've learned. We're just going to have like a little intimate chit chat about my eating disorder. Woo! So this bitch is never going to go away. Here's the thing. My eating disorder, she'll never leave me. The bitch is obsessed with me. She is never going to leave me. But the difference is I don't have to do the actions that she wants me to do. Like, I don't have to listen to her. But she's always going to be there is what I've realized. Because I, for a while, I thought she did. A while, I thought she was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to harass Livy anymore. She's fine. She's grown. Growth, baby. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. She always pops back up. And it'll be in the randomest situation. She'll be like, go check the calories on that. Why don't you do this? You're fat. All these things. And I'm like, oh, my God, bitch. Literally die. But... That's the thing is, I feel like the biggest thing I've realized is I, it's now about living with her instead of acting like she was never a thing. I like how I made her a she, um, but I did. And yeah, it's living with her and knowing that like, okay, she's always going to be there, but like, I don't have to listen to what she's going to say to me. Like the thoughts she gives me, she's like, go throw up. You guys trigger warning. I'm going to be talking about my eating disorder and I get pretty graphic. So I know I should have said that in the beginning, but trigger warning now, babes. Anyways, she'll give me the thoughts of me like, oh, maybe you shouldn't eat dinner and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, literally fuck off, bitch. Like, I'm not going to listen to you. You have no power over me. So it's kind of just like taking my power back from my eating disorder, I would say, is the biggest thing for me. And just knowing she's always going to be there, but telling her to fuck all the way off. You Like, I can have those thoughts and not do the action. Another really big thing for me is like, who you surround yourself with matters so, 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 so much. Like if you're surrounding yourself with friends or people that are always talking about their weight, always being like, oh my God, I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't do that. Like just talking about food and stuff like that in general, it's going to trigger the absolute fuck out of you. Like it did for me. Like I cannot be around people who constantly talk about their weight. I just, it makes me want to be a bulimic bitch. I don't know why. I just... The more you hear other people talk about things, it kind of lights her up inside of me. And she's like, wait, if they're thinking this way, maybe you should think this way too. And it's like, okay, no. Like, so my biggest thing is what I've realized is I cannot surround myself with people who are constantly talking about their weight, constantly talking about what they're eating, constantly being like, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. Ooh, that's not healthy. Are you sure you want to eat that? Okay. Like maybe you shouldn't eat that. Like literally fuck all the way off. I also can't surround myself with people who are doing eating disorder actions. Like I don't have anybody in my life right now that is eating disorder actions but I will say 
in the past I have and like that is a main reason you know like I didn't just wake up and learn about it like look up how do I have an eating disorder I clearly learned my eating disorder habits from the people that were around me at that time so like I just highly recommend not surrounding yourself with people who have an eating disorder if you want to know how to like get through that fucking recovery maybe don't surround yourself with people who are actively having an eating disorder in front of you and that's just like no tea no shade it's just like you got to do what's best for you babes so also it's crazy to me to realize like so many people have undiagnosed eating disorders like the girls that'll be like I just had to skip dinner tonight it's like babe that's anorexia like not like fully anorexic like I don't want to just uh diagnose people but like I feel like every girl for some reason somehow has a little bit of an eating disorder in her and it honestly has to do with how we were raised I feel like our moms and dads were raised in like the extreme diet culture so I feel like they raised us to be like that a little bit but now we're in the generation where like big boobs and a big ass is like the best thing ever but somehow all of us still want to be skinny like it's kind of weird to me I don't know that's what I realized with people around me it's just like I think we all have a little eating disorder in us, whether we know it or not, in the simple fact that like if you're skipping meals or you're just becoming a little obsessive about what you eat and like keep talking about it, like babes, you got a little bit of eating disorder in you and I'm not, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I just didn't realize how common it was for everybody like, I feel like just so many girls my age and guys just have a little bit of eating disorder in them. And I feel like the word, like, any time, I, I just hear skinny a lot and I'm just like, oh my God, like, everybody's on this wave. Like, you know, some take it to different degrees. Um, me, not to brag, but I went fully insane. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fucked up. I was kidding. But yeah, I feel like everyone has like a little bit in them and it's just... My biggest thing with my eating disorder in general was like no matter and I'm going to get into it in the later in the episode was like no matter how skinny I was, I was never skinny enough and I never loved myself. So the only way you're actually going to be happy with yourself and your body is not going to be if you're 10 pounds skinnier. It's going to be if you love yourself. So that's a big thing, babies. You got to love yourself and then you won't be obsessed about what you're eating that much in my opinion. Am I going to get sued one day? I don't know. Anyways, the biggest bitch in my eating disorder is my body dysmorphia, okay? She will always be there. I have no idea what I look like. I think I look five times larger than apparently what I look like. I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I do. It's the body dysmorphia, but I just feel like I'll always think of myself as huge but like I can still eat dinner you know what I mean like before it was like you're huge don't eat dinner now it's like oh my god you look huge and then it's like okay but like I don't want to eat my gluten-free pasta with pesto and nutritional yeast like suck a dick you know what I mean so it's about me controlling the eating disorder a lot better but yeah I will always have body dysmorphia like that's one thing I don't know how to train my brain to not seeing myself as obese you know what I mean as insane as that sounds I just like I well, but then some days like I view myself as like the skinniest twig in the branches. You know what I mean? So it's like one day I'm absolutely ginormous, but the next day I'm a skinny, mini, finny, finny, winny. What was that? Literally, what was that? My eating disorder also gets really bad when I lose sense of control. Like when I 
am not in control of other aspects of my life, immediately I'm like, why are you eating dinner, Livy? And then it's like, okay, shut the fuck up. And that's like the same thing with my OCD. And like when my OCD was doing fine, it was because my eating disorder was at an all-time high. So I've definitely realized I have a control problem. Um, I always need to be in control. I'm just a little bit fucking nuts. But yes, yeah, so like I can, I know why my eating disorder can get bad. And like the thing is, like I said, it's, the eating disorder thoughts is what I should really be saying because I'm not doing any of the actions anymore. Like I haven't done any of the actions since I've started my recovery back in June of last year. And I hate the word recovery because it's like, I don't know. I hate this whole eating disorder shit in general. It's been like one of the hardest things I've had to deal with. And I just, the reason I don't like the word recovery, I really don't feel like it matters why I don't like the word recovery. I just like I don't know. I feel I view myself as such a strong person. So when I hear the word recovery, it's like, oh, I had to recover from something that was like taking me down. You know what I mean? And I was like, fuck that. I don't want to give her that power. So I don't like using the word recovery, but I don't know what other word to use. And I hate being like my eating disorder journey, but that's what I do say. Anyways. Yeah, so I can pinpoint when I know my eating disorder is getting bad so if I'm like getting the thoughts like extreme like bitch go vomit I'm like oh my god that's just because like other aspects of my life you know so like there's a reason why I'm having those thoughts and I can always be like shut up bitch I'm not listening to you which is what I do like I don't I will have the eating disorder thoughts but I I won't do any of the actions because it's like I worked too fucking hard to like go back and be that bulimic bitch that I once was so I do recently, I still have been um, obsessing if I'm fat or not, just because like I genuinely do not know. And I know like the word fat is like so out of, what is it? Like it's not PC anymore. Is that the vibes that I'm going for? Yeah. But like I still have my days where I obsess. I'm like, am I literally ginormous? And that's just, I feel like a part of, that's always, not always going to be there, but like I can't see myself in a mirror looking like the person that I am. So sometimes I just need to know if I'm absolutely ginormous. And it can, when I, my OCD and stuff and like all that stuff is bad is when I obsess if I'm fat or not. Because like when I'm fine in all other aspects of my life, like I'm not worried about my eating disorder and like it's not really apparent. Like for I'd say like six to seven months after my initial recovery, like I could give a fuck what I ate. And it was just almost kind of like at that point, I feel like I was giving my eating disorder like a big fuck you. I was like, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever I want. And then I was like, she's gone. She's gone forever. Seven months later, the bitch was like, I'm back. I'm back. And I brought friends. And it was like just very overwhelming. So it made me realize like, yeah, those thoughts are always going to be there. Like that bitch, she's always going to be there, but I can choose whether to listen to her or not. But yeah, I still do have the days where I'm like, am I literally ginormous, babe? Like, I don't know. I literally can't tell if I'm ginormous. So I feel like everyone's going to have those days. And it's like moments when I feel like, am I ginormous? It's like, I just have to take a deep breath and be like, no. And if I was, it's fine. I'm fucking happy. Like, I feel like my therapist has taught me that. She's like, I'm like, I think I'm ginormous. She's like, but are you happy? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, so then why does it matter if you're ginormous? And I'm like, the bitch has a good fucking point. Like, she gets paid a lot of money for what she does because her points are accurate. Okay. I also want to talk about, we've all, okay, I have... I have someone who definitely listens over my podcast before I post it or like I have little things that I'll say and I'll be like, can I say this or can I do that? Because I just want to stay 
as PC as possible. You're like, no, you fucking don't, bitch. But like I know in past episodes, I have said the word fat a lot. Um, Calling my exes fat, broke losers is something I did too. This is not funny, but like I did get in a little bit of trouble for using the word fat as an insult and I want to apologize. Like I don't, I use the word fat negatively because that was in my head and it weighs heavy in my head and fat is not a bad thing. And I just used it because I was an ignorant little bitch and did I mean to call my exes fat, broke, losers? N- yes, but I should have never used the word fat. I could have just called them broke, low life, son of a bitches instead of like fat, broke, losers because fat should never be used as an insult. I'm now learning about the world of using the word fat and it's just been in my vocab for so fucking long that I just used it as a little bit of an insult towards my exes in past episodes. And I now recognize this is like my apology. Like I've never done an apology before, but like I know they're coming. But like and this is the start that, yes, I did say that and call them fat, but I did not mean it. I should have never used the fat word fat in a negative way. So my apologies. It just is my own eating disorder brain that uses that word so negatively. So I didn't mean to call. I didn't mean to use the word fat as offensive. I should have just called them fucking broke losers. I know I should not do that. I'm so sorry. But a bitch got an eating disorder and that's what her brain is like fucking with. You know what I mean? So I am sorry about that. So another thing that helps me get through like the rough times during this eating disorder recovery, sorry, I just had to be a little bit intense for a minute, is the fact that, like I said, even at my skinniest, I was my most miserable and my skinniest was never skinny enough. Like I would reach a certain weight and I'd be like, oh, you need to lose 10 more pounds. I would reach the goal weight. And then I'd be like, yeah, but like you could definitely lose 10 more pounds. And it it literally never stopped. It just never stopped and I was so miserable I was genuinely bald like what the fuck I was literally bald because my hair wouldn't grow because I wasn't eating I had no nutrients in my body I cried every night and it's so much more important to me to be able to function and be able to live a normal life than be being like a skinny human being like you know than being skinny you know I was constantly tired all I did was drink coffee because I couldn't stay awake because I had no nutrients feeding my body and then I was like, I'm okay with not being constantly hungry. Like I was literally constantly hungry when I obviously I was starving. I was so fucking hungry when I was in the like height of my eating disorder. Like I don't miss those times of like going to bed, but waking up in the middle of the night and having like a stabbing pain in my stomach because like I hadn't eaten, but like having to drink a fuck ton of water. Cause like I, oh my God, I don't want to give you guys eating disorder behaviors. That's horrid. But yeah, I was like, I'm, I don't miss being scared of going out to dinner. I don't miss doing violent acts to myself but I didn't mean like violent acts I just meant like being a bulimic bitch like I don't miss that I don't miss being that bitch I don't miss not always passing out you know I don't miss my mom the only thing money wise my mom gives me was grocery money and I don't miss investing that into stocks instead of eating okay like that's low-key funny and that's so fucking me is the fact that my mom would like give me um, grocery money and like I wasn't who the fuck was buying groceries not I and I would just take that money and I would invest it into stocks instead because I was like I wanted to put her money towards something useful um 
But yeah, like I don't miss being that eating disorder ass bitch. I'm so much happier with like a full fucking stomach. That didn't sound right. You know what I mean? Like I'm so much happier eating normally. And like I have so much energy. I love going out to dinners. Like I don't have this heavy secret weighing on my fucking brain, making me literally insane. Like I'm just such a happier bitch, not being that eating disorder. Like no amount of skinny is worth being so fucking miserable. Like literally no amount of skinny is worth being like bald. Like I was fully bald. I know I'm bald now, but I was fully bald and it was baby. It was never growing. I could have took like I could over D overdose. I don't know why I call it over D. OD on biotin. Bitch hair was still never going to grow. Nails still never going to grow. And that's the thing is it's like I was miserable and I was just so unhappy. Like why to be skinny? Like what is worth that? Like literally absolutely nothing. So I think about that bitch and I'm like, yeah, I never want to be her again. Also like now I can have stable, healthy relationships with other people without there being like a major fucking secret in the middle of the way. And it's not that big of a secret. Everybody knew I had an eating disorder, but me. And it's not the forefront of every conversation. Like it would be weird if I was going on a date and I just decided not to eat dinner. They'd be like, babe, what's wrong with you? And I'd be like, I don't know. I'm just not hungry. And they'd be like, no, you're literally an eating disorder ass bitch. Like that's just that. And there's just no secret anymore. And like, I'm not hiding anything. And I don't want to die every time someone asks me about it. If like someone asks me, why are you not eating? Like, I don't want to die because I'm eating now and nobody's asking me that. Not a soul, actually. Not a soul is wondering if I'm eating or not. Anyways, but yeah, that's just like what I've learned, what I've realized during my little eating disorder recovery, my is the recovery. I hate that fucking word. Anyways, what's helped me? Let's get into what has helped me get through this eating disorder. So first of all, therapy. I was that bitch that was like, I don't need therapy. Like I literally never need therapy. Like I'm good. Like I'm not going to do that therapy thing. Meanwhile, I was so miserable about a million other things in my life. Like I was suppressing a rape and assault and it turned into an eating disorder because I wanted to feel control in some aspect of my life because control had just been taken from me from all aspects of my life. And so once I got into therapy and started talking about the problems I was just suppressing, I realized like therapy has changed my life like no other. I'm the biggest advocate for therapy. First of all, Babes, it's completely for me. All I do is talk about myself for an entire hour. Like, what is more fun? Literally, what is more fun? And like, just the growth that I can see throughout the sessions just makes me so happy. Like, I, and just being able to openly talk about anything with my therapist is like the best thing ever. Like, yeah, you can have friends and family who can do that for you, but they're not licensed professionals on giving you advice. And that's the biggest thing. My mother might think she has the best advice in the world, but like, honestly, God, bitch, she really doesn't, babe. She really does not. And so like talking to someone who's unbiased, who's there for you, who's supporting you, who's rooting for you is like the best thing I've ever done for myself is just in being in therapy and having like a solid therapist who I can, I know I can text at any time. I can text her. I've texted her a million times and been like, I'm feeling really eating disorder right now and she's just like okay like let's take a step back babe and I'm like all right babe another thing is berries you guys hear me talk about them all I've I literally never shut the fuck about about berries but like 
the reason I love berries so much is because it clears my head. Like, and it makes, it releases those endorphins. And baby, I am dying. I am trying to grip onto those endorphins like no fucking other because like I literally need endorphins, babes. And it's like a happy pill. Like berries just clears my head. I release any anger, stress, tension. And like, yes, I like the results for my body, but more I, it's just like for my head and I'm addicted to it. Some people are addicted to cocaine. I'm addicted to berries, mom. Which one would you rather have a Coke addict or a berries addict? I don't know. Anyways, they're both, they're both like probably equally as expensive. I cannot lie. But yeah, I, that's just helped me get into a routine every day. And if you guys don't know what berries is, cause I, what the fuck do you live under a rock? Anyways, no, I'm so sorry. That was rude. Um, it's a workout class and it's I it's just oh my god it saves my life in every sort of way babes so also what's helped me is like don't fall into the trap of being skinny skinny is not everything like what am I am I a better person because I'm skinny no like the skinny trap is a trap to get into and it's just like I'd rather not you know and just that's what another thing is like cutting out toxic people that literally don't shut the fuck up about being skinny like babe if your biggest concern in life is being skinny like move over I am trying to be a CEO like no literally like I have bigger goals and dreams in life than being a skinny bitch okay and you should too if you're surrounded by people and all they talk about is being skinny I'd be like babe do you care about anything else in this world or is it just being a twig because if that's that like you need to get those people the fuck out of your life like being skinny literally means nothing I'm more impressed if someone can do other things with their life instead of like being skinny is literally nothing. Like it's literally nothing. And the only person that cares about it is you, babe. You're the only one that cares about being skinny, okay? So yeah, don't fall into the skinny trap. Don't surround yourself around people who constantly talk about eating and constantly talk about, oh my God, I feel so fat. Oh my God, I like, why did I eat that? Like literally shut up, bitch. Nobody gives a single fuck. Anyways, when I feel my eating disorder brain, like the body dysmorphia, especially being like, Livia ginormous this morning, you're genuinely huge. I talk about it with like my friends or my family. I'll just be like, I feel ginormous today and I'm going to live my life like that. If I feel ginormous, great. Today I'm going to be ginormous, okay? Because there's nothing I can do about that. And just like talking to my friends and family, just being, yeah, like I'm feeling really big today. And they're like, their validation of being like, no, you don't, doesn't really do anything for me. But I like to talk about it and like get it out in the open so it doesn't weigh so heavy on my head. And I'm not like thinking in my head like all day, like, oh my God, I'm ginormous, I'm ginormous, I'm ginormous, you know, and just like letting it weigh heavier on my head because then that eating disorder thought bitch is going to come up and be like, babes, you know what you could do? And I'm going to like literally die, literally die. God, I honestly think I have 75 different personalities. We get it, Livy, you say it every episode. Yeah, also like not letting those thoughts stick in my head. That's why I do talk about it is because I'm like, oh my, like there's been so many times I've cried over eating chicken nuggets. Ask my sister, she gets pissed, okay? But at least I'm talking about it. Because if I was just letting that thought about that chicken nugget sit in my head, it w- I would lose my mind and I would just go back into a dark place. Like I, I like to talk about when I have a like 
when I'm crying about eating a chicken nugget. Like, let me fucking cry about eating the chicken nugget, bitch. Like, let me fucking cry. It just, we all have those days, okay? Some days are better than others, but that's that. Accepting and acknowledging she'll always be with me. Like, I just got to accept the fact that this bitch will never fucking leave me alone. Like, you obsessive, crazy bitch. She's never going to leave. So just accepting that she's there and she's going to give me those thoughts and she's going to feed me those negative thoughts. But, like, I don't have to listen to her. I don't have to act on it. Like, fuck you, bitch. Die. You know what I mean? You guys are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, but it's true. She's always going to be there. And, like, I just don't need to listen to her because I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, that's the same thing with, like, OCD and anxiety. Those thoughts are always going to be there, but, like, you don't have to listen to them. Also, like, this is a little bit, like, cliche or whatever, but, like, I did not come this far just to, like, come this far. You know what I mean? Like, I did not change my whole fucking life, become a bad bitch, become literally Livy, like I'm Livy, you know what I mean? You guys are like, yeah, yeah, we know. Um, this independent boss fucking confident ass bitch to let my eating disorder brain be like, skip dinner, don't throw up. No, fuck you and die. Like I did not come this far just to come this fucking far. Like my ego fat as fuck, okay? Should I use a different word than fat? My ego biggest fuck, Okay. I'm not going to let my eating disorder ruin the confidence, the self-love, the admiration, the obsession I have with myself because she just wants me to skip dinner. She wants me to throw up a little bit. Fuck you, bitch. I did not put in all this work of healing my inner child and my traumas and become a spiritual ass bitch just to come this fucking far. No, 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 no. Like, I am that bitch. I will always be that bitch. And the last thing, though, if anything's going to take me down, it's definitely not going to be an eating disorder, okay? Nothing's going to take me down, but it's definitely not going to be this eating disorder bitch that I thought I got rid of a year and a half ago. And she just wants to pop back up and piss me the fuck off. Babes, no, I am too good. To let that eating disorder bitch take anything from me. Like choke and die, babe, before you think you're taking anything from me. No, but I have. Like I've worked so hard on my self-love, my confidence, and just being fully obsessed with myself. Like, come on, babe. And I'm not going to let this eating disorder bitch like come in and be like, oh, babe, skip dinner. No, fuck you. Fuck you. So there is that. And that is it for this week's episode. Honestly, I don't remember what I just said, so I can't wait to listen back and just like really reminisce on all of it. But yeah, if you're struggling with an eating disorder or you're struggling with your recovery from an eating disorder, just know it'll get better and just give yourself time to let it get better. And just know I love you. I love every single one of you. If you want more of me, you could. that was like a fucking horrible transition. I'm in the midst of talking about an eating disorder. I'm like, but also follow me. Like you can literally follow me on all social media. Like, sorry. Anyways, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at sheislivy. You can follow me on... I mean, subscribe to me on YouTube at It's Livy Bitch. Ah, ah, ah. Oh my God, I sounded like a dolphin. I gotta stop that. And then you can also 
rate the podcast five stars i don't know don't be a fucking bitch anyways that's that for this week's episode if you have any topic ideas please dm them to me because babes am i struggling out here very much very 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 much okay any topic ideas you got for me send them on over my dms my email they're open babes come on don't be shy don't be shy babies okay literally need to leave love every single one of you have a great day night evening whenever the fuck you're listening to this